Everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Drinks on Dusty podcast, where I get the drinks for my guests on the episodes, and we drink their drinks, and then we just keep drinking and talking. We talk about all sorts of things. We talk about what they're doing in life. We may talk about some acting. We may talk about some sports. We may talk about a turtle that you saw walk across the street, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, turtle? Get out. That shell going to break. The car runs over. We don't know. We don't know. But we're going to talk about anything, anything that comes up. Um, so for our first guest on our first episode is my good friends Emily Griffith and Olivia Griffin, who are actresses in New York City, who are also writers, directors, creators, vloggers. They do everything, okay? They do so many different things. So we're really happy to have them as our first episode. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things. Their drink of choice, Prosecco. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about auditioning as non-equity females in New York City. We're going to be talking about M and I's date that we had. What? That shit's crazy. We're going to talk about that. And then this episode is going to be part one of a two-part series because we just kept talking and drinking and we had a good old time. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, so for this episode that we recorded, we recorded off of Zoom. So we're trying it out. and try it out. We're going to see how it works and hope you guys enjoy it. So please enjoy part one of the Living M's episode of Drinks on Dusty. All right? Pow! Let's go, drinks on Dusty, let's start the show. Drinks on Dusty, coming in hot, coming in to blow up the spot. Guess we picking what we be drinking, we don't know what Dusty is thinking. We are here to have a good time, see where the combo may just climb. Sit back, put your drinks up, come on y'all, fill up your cup. Drinks on Dusty, let's go. Come on y'all, start the show. Oh no. So, what are we drinking today, ladies? The drink that you guys chose today, what are we drinking? Oh, we chose Prosecco. 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 Yeah, Prosecco. Yeah. So, Prosecco, for apparently those who don't know, because you had a hard time finding this. I had a very part. hard time. I literally could not find it in this small town of Dunbar, Nebraska. Nebraska I City. That. I was on a summer contract last summer and also had a hard time finding it in wherever I was in the middle of New York. So else. what? What is the like? Okay, so I apparently thought it was a wine. It is. So it's a it sparkling is. I thought it was. Wine. Yeah. It's not a champagne. So champagne is champagne is sparkling wine too, but champagne is sparkling wine from the Champagne region of France. So it's only champagne if it comes from those grapes in that part of France. So this is the Italian version of that. So it's Italian sparkling wine, and it's called Prosecco. Prosecco. And it's oh. just like. It makes me feel like hips more hipster than champagne. You know what I mean? It's more hipster than champagne. Yeah, because like everybody knows what champagne is, but like. <laughs> no what? one knows what the prosecco is. This lady at the the, I went to this small because I'm in Dunbar, Nebraska, so it's middle of nowhere in Nebraska where I'm from, and I went into a grocery store where they have. And luckily, the best thing about Nebraska is you can get liquor and beer and all your groceries in the same spot. Where, as you know, in New York, you can't do that. Can you do that in Michigan? Yes. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's awesome. It was an adjustment coming to New York. It sucks. I I don't want to go to a liquor. And, like, they have the liquor behind, like, the the, the freaking liquor store. And I'm like, dude, I want to be right next to it. Look what I see. I don't want to talk to you about it. I want to be alone. In CVS, like, I want to literally be going CVS and pick up. The, the, like the hard liquor that I want and walk up to the register. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you about it and anything like that. But these people, I looked around, could not find anything called Prosecco. And I've only known it from the 
where we worked after after our shifts and everything when people would be like i stole a bottle of prosecco i'm like okay cool i'll drink it because it's drink and i'll drink anything it's fine but um Perhaps the family left a bottle of Prosecco. I don't think yeah, it was yeah, stolen. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps. One of the two. Perhaps sometimes <laughs> in our um, special events that we had worked at this job, people would leave a bunch items of behind. Food that they didn't want, bottles of Prosecco that were already open because it's bubbly, and they were like, oh. We have to finish it in one go. So. Yeah, way to get the low down there. That was pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how you knew about it. That's how I knew about it. But they didn't. Like I couldn't find it at the liquor, the the grocery store that I went to, and then, because I'm like 40, 50 minutes out um, from the biggest, like biggest, bigger city, I would stop this liquor store, and this older lady's at the cashiers, and I go, I come in, hey, do you do you need help? And I usually would never. I'm like, I just need a bottle of prosecco. This girl looked at me like I asked if I could find a zebra in her store. <laughs> she was like, she looked at me, she's like, oh, what is that? And then I. It was like actually to be honest, I don't even know. <laughs> it's I think it's a wine. It's like a sparkling wine or whatever. And so I looked all over and couldn't find it. So my I couldn't so I'm breaking the drinks on Dusty thing, but it's champagne. I'm drinking champagne, mostly because Emily told me it was hey, close enough. It's close enough. Yeah. Close enough for, you know, being in whatever Nebraska. But yeah, the Prosecco thing was I I really thought it was like an everyday thing you could just get. Or it's probably just because of the small town and everything, but, you know. I think in some regions, because, like, me, where I'm from in Michigan, it's like you can go to the grocery store and get Prosecco. Where, when I went on contract two summers ago, I was, like, more closer to, like, Rochester, Albany, like, real cities, and you could get Prosecco. But where I was last summer, it was kind of more rural. They did not know what that was. They were like, what? Ah. I was like, Prosecco. Well, I think it's because, like, you already have champagne, and champagne is super famous. So, like, if you already have champagne and you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, why do you need – it's, like, it's you know what I mean? It's, like, oh, well, we already have, you know, like, scotch. I don't need, right. you know. And, like, like the, the brunch culture of, like, mimosas is probably like, – like we're it's like we're a brunch city, we're a brunch neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> New York is a city that is consistently and currently and always at brunch. Right? Yeah, like that a brunch is, that's brunch. a good analogy. In Nebraska <laughs> is a city or state of we just drink beer on the side of the road. And <laughs> right, like, come on. So here's something I wanted to get into. So you guys went. So you guys are best friends, right? You call yourself best friends. Yes. Most of the time, friends. Mo most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're in the middle. You're in the middle of an argument right no. now or anything like that? No, no? We're, we're perpetually in it. We've lived together. <laughs> we've lived together for years. We've been friends for almost eight years, so we are so, best friends. But we also have you, been quarantined together, so. You have been quarantined. So here was my, one of my things I thought was really interesting about you two is you guys, you didn't go to high school together, did or did you? No. You didn't go to high school, but you went to college, right? Mm -hmm. So you went to college together. You live together. You mm -hmm. create together. Mm -hmm. You work together. Yeah. You live together. <laughs> You literally get together all the time. We How know. is that with like? Do you ever get really tired of your like, tired of each other or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like I can't stand her. No, honestly, we the thing is we what what's good is like we're literally like sisters. So like in the sense of like, I don't even have to talk to her during the day to like that's still like we're hanging out. Like mm -hmm. okay. we during the quarantine we schedule our time. So like Re wait really. Literally, like, like it's, this is included with even our other roommates. We we pretty much, unless we're working on on something for our virtual teaching, 
or we're working on our musical or our vlogs, we do not hang out until after 6 p.m. Done. Really? Like, 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 literally, there's never a time. Literally, the whole quarantine, there's never a time. Like, today I spoke to you. At, like, yeah, we noon. talked in passing. I was, like, in passing, but, like, I don't, we don't, we're not going to be like, let's go hang out at, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Let's go, like, chill. Sometimes on the weekend, we'll chill a little mm -hmm. bit, because, like, but even then, we're certainly not going to chill out before 2 p.m. Yeah. It's going to be like, don't even, nobody talks to each other. <laughs> then we have our alone time, so when we come together, you know. We have our alone. When it's not quarantine, it's kind of a similar thing where, like, we're pretty good about, I mean, and also knowing each other for so long, we, we know what each other's like times to talk to each other are like and that's grown since we moved to new york because we didn't live together until we moved here mm -hmm. yeah so we've like we know each other very well and we know a lot about when each of so you guys didn't live together when you were in uh when you guys were to college no no we lived with other we were we were still like we were still besties but mm -hmm. like we just she she had lived in like a party house and i lived a I party house wait em lived in a party house oh yo yo this is a story wait <laughs> what so when I went to school, um, after the end of our freshman year, there was uh, my friend Josh and I were going to look for an apartment. And our other friends, um, Brianna, Jacqueline, and Michaela, were also looking for apartments. So we all decided to go together to go apartment hunting and then realized that really it would be best if all five of us like tried to find a place because it would be cheapest that way. Okay. Um, and then it got like time went on and we hadn't found an apartment that worked. And so my, um, my dad bought a house out of foreclosure cause he's a handy guy and he likes projects. And so he bought a foreclosed house and, um, we moved in. And so basically like we lived there, but I like helped him fix up the house was like the deal. So Ooh. like it was called the, the house was called the YOLO house. Yes. Yes. To having yeah. a name. There, so there we go. Oh, all of our houses in college. Oh, yeah. That's like a thing. I get mad if people didn't. We named our door. Like, I lived in a frat. We lived, We named our dorm room. We had our theater party house had a name. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I named yeah. mine the Panda Pit was my senior, like, little townhouse with me and my best friend Miles. And then the Bear Pit was the name of the theater party house. And then everyone started naming their own places. I thought that was a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun because then you also like it's like your little like inside thing where you're like, oh, are you going to Yolo later for like oh, yeah. the da -da 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 -da. yeah. So we so I lived in the Yolo house for three years. The Yolo house, I love it. It was lit, and we still have uh, like I'll show you sometime. We got a little sign. There's a little sign that in my room that says Yolo, which like the first thing we did when we moved in was we put Yolo. that sign on the wall next to the front door. Um, now, so I was this like the theater been, party house? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, one of them. There were oh, wow. so there were a couple, but this Turn was up townhouse, the Peacock Inn, like yeah, the Peacock <laughs> Inn. No, it was the Peacock Perch. Peacock Perch. Peacock Perch. The Turn up townhouse, the Peacock Perch. There was another one. They're gonna be mad. It's Caleb and Maria's house. Uh, Condo Remy. Condo Remy. There you go. God, there that's go. an aggressive. That's an awesome name. That's a very yeah. cool name. We're so not that small. I worked for housing, and this time I was like that person. For your your campus live. Yeah, so I worked on campus and for housing for from from those the three years that she lived in the yellow house, I was working for housing, so I was getting discounted things in the dorms. Then I lived in on campus apartments. Was still working for housing, doing the thing. Fun fact: the Yolo house is in a subdivision across the street from Olivia's parents' house subdivision. So, like, because my parents, because I live right, my parents live really close to where our college is. So it was super great because anytime I wanted to go see Brenda, I can just go pop over. <laughs> Brenda, and see Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. the mother of the lovely Olivia. The street, like, 
<laughs> we can go drink Prosecco with Brenda. Okay, yeah. so since both of y'all were in theater and you live in these parties, well, Emily lived in a party house. Yeah. What What are the craziest parties when you were in college? Are they or not? Oh. I'm a firm believer that theater houses, the theater people throw the craziest parties. That's what I lived with. I think but y'all were in a bigger theater. school than I was. We're not at liberty to discuss some of the things that have happened at those parties. They were. That's how I would yeah, say there were several. There was some, some great things that happened were lots of themed parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everything that, was a theme at the theater houses. Yeah. yeah. We had a luau one. That yeah, was that, like, was, that was called. Really fun. It was called Freaky Tiki yeah. Get Laid at YOLO, is what the name of that was. There we go. Was the I like that. Do you get it? Get it? Um, yeah. We had another one. We had a, when um, Lemonade dropped, we had a lemonade oh, themed party. So, so like, we had the, the whole time. Yeah, we had the visual album on the whole time. It was the whole, we just put the album on loop and everybody came over and like it was like a lemonade themed party. Um, oh, we had several, the Yola Christmas parties can't, we can't discuss in detail. We're not at liberty to discuss a single holiday party. I would say any there's... holiday party that happened through our Yeah, because we had Yolo Christmas, and then we also had what we call Carrot Ween, which was two of our friends from college's birthdays were in October close to Halloween, so we did Halloween and their birthdays in one party. Those we can't talk about we because there's too much that occurred. It's oh my, we're away for our town hall book in 20 years. In like, our town hall book, like, <laughs> see, I mean, I mean, you're that's better than me. I'll, I'm that person, I'll be like, I'll tell you everything that we did. I don't care, like, we did it. Like, ours were they got they got wild, but there's something about theater people I feel like, um, can you be so locked up with the performing and you're like, you know, you're told not to hook up in the department. You're told not to do this. And you're you're at rehearsals for like 12 hours a day when you're at like a tech rehearsal and everything. And then when you get like a day off to let loose, like you let loose. Theater people go hard. They go like hard. The, I think the other part of it too, though, is in your department, you're so close. Like, I don't, I mean, I can't speak to people who went to normal college. I did normal college. But like, and it was, I you're like yeah, not yeah. tight like that. But like in yeah. the theater, like there were, what like less than 100 kids in our entire like theater department like tech yeah. acting and musical theater was like less than 100 kids total and you spend all day every day with these people and especially i feel like the acting majors you get very comfortable with each other because you have to be like vulnerable and yeah. doing scene work and you're like crying in the first you're crying like, the first few weeks of school you're laying on the floor being a puddle so and then crying take <laughs> all those people who are very comfortable with each other and know each other very well Add alcohol and potentially other substances that we're not But you add those things, and now you've got people who were already more likely to be hanging on each other than the average human being. So just like I feel like, and, and who are generally looser just as humans, like theater people yeah. tend to be more relaxed, go with the flow, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, we're all ready. Sure. They're not shy to get up and dance. Like, we yeah. have a dance section over here. Yeah, there was a whole They're not dance. shy to, and pe people, sometimes theater people just want to kiss each other. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, the, and there's more like, it's not like they'll they'll kiss somebody and be like, yeah, we kiss, cool. It's like, it just, yeah, we felt that in the moment. All right, well, yeah. see you later. Right. Bye, exactly. have a good one. It's not it like was, we kiss and we're, yeah, we didn't kiss and now we're a thing. Like, that's yeah, not. It was definitely no. A lot but of that. Just, like, it gets crazy. And especially then, because like, we, we had all of our tech friends get involved too. And then stuff could oh, yeah. get really crazy. Because we had like people bringing, I remember in the basement at YOLO, like people brought spike tape to the house and like taped oh, out a four square floor on the cement floor of the basement. Drunk. Yes. That was, 
That was dangerous. You it know what I mean? Dangerous. So, like, once our tech friends started getting involved, too, then it's, like, a whole new level. Because not only do we have these big personality actors, now we have people who are, like, actually have skills and are, like, you know, like, yeah, oh, well, we can bring lights from here. Yeah, yeah. we can bring that. Or, like, you want, what do you want? Where do you want the hazer? And we're, like, what do you need the hazer? And they're, like, we have a hazer. Where do you want the hazer? Like, <laughs> you know? What, what sound, what's the soundscape we're going for? Like, where do we want to put the speakers? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so then your party's like super lit because not only do you have like super fun people, but you also, it's like a whole production. It's like a oh, whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah, that's you crazy. Know, I'll tell you what was great in college was what? that a, a lot of my best friends lived at that house, but I did not live there. So when the party you didn't, you, happen, you went home. I could go home. Yep. <laughs> I, we had a thing called the party dispersal thing where like, with the, by the time I was a senior, it was like, oh, there's a lot of underclass. Like, things are getting a lot, like, I'm getting a little bit of mom now, because now I'm a senior, and I'm seeing the freshman. <laughs> well, mom side, mom side's coming out. Right, I'm like, oh, that Children. freshman is, oh, God, right? So, <laughs> I would disperse, and it was not I, I mean, that was the best thing, is I didn't live, in the first three years was, like, I didn't live in the theater house, so I literally just, I'd get shit canned, whatever would happen, I would go back. The right. coolest thing was like, I lived in a fraternity for my first three years or first, or you can only live the second year or whatever. But the fraternity people would ask me about the theater parties. Like they would always make fun of you for like, oh, you're a theater guy. And then I'm like, okay, dude. All right, whatever. Um, but then when the party time would come on Friday, Saturday nights, they'd be like, Dustin, where's the theater party at? Where's, can we go? I'm like, no, you can't go. You can't go. You don't get to come. No, I'm going to be the straight frat guy at the theater party and you don't get to come. No. <laughs> it was like a thing because they would get so crazy. Yeah. But well, we, we, had a few, we had a few people who weren't in the department per se, but were connected in some way. Like they were siblings or they were like yeah, whatever. Group, yeah. Like, and you know. so those people would come to our parties and we, that was great because it was like fresh blood. And some of those people ended up being like the best, like, like, I don't know, like, like they would stay and help clean up or like they would, you know what I mean? Like they, they would sleep on your couch that night because they, they didn't, they should not drive home and they knew better. So they would sleep on your couch because we don't drink and drive kids. And, um, there we go. PSA, would, don't like, drink, drive. PSA, don't drink and drive. Absolutely. Don't drink and drive. And then, um, and then they would like clean up though the next morning and I would get up like ready to like, okay, gotta go like clean up all the destruction and it would already be done because like some of these really cool people were like helping us out because they were just happy to be there. So that, I don't know, there was like, there was cool stuff. It was like a cool community thing. Yeah. Well, you have the selective group, the selective people that are non-theater people, they have to go through yeah. a process of being like, but I know, I know Dustin and he's, he's the guy. Yeah. yeah I, I like to pretend true. I'm the guy yeah, a lot. I was never, I'm not that cool. But we'd be like, who is that? They're like, they're a minor. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool. Yeah. Yeah, who is that? Oh, they're so and so's boyfriend who they met. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit. So you guys are actresses, musical creators, all this kind of stuff. You guys are doing amazing things. How what is moving to New York been like since starting all this theater and everything and acting and all that kind of stuff. How have you guys felt since being here? You guys have been here how long? I mean, I'm assuming because Emily, you got here. I've I'd been in New York roughly now three and a half years, technically if you're counting these days now, but you've both been there roughly the same time? Yeah, so I moved in Ju July 31st, 2016, I moved here. So my okay. four years coming up then, she moved like November 1st. Okay. So I moved here and I subletted from uh, one of my best friends, Brianna. Shout out, you know Brianna. Brianna. So 
<laughs> yeah. And I, I subletted from her and then M came and visited me and we viewed apartments and then we viewed this lovely house. And we moved nine streets the down wall. from where I was subletting. So we're still there. We've been here ever since. So like we signed that lease and she moved into this house. And so we've been wow. here the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was on contract in the fall after our senior year. And so instead, oh, great. Of, getting, instead of getting to move, like, well, because I wanted to move. I wanted to go to New York. Um, but instead of getting to move then after contract, so it was like, it was really great actually having Liv here, though, because she like had scoped everything out and like gotten the lay of the land. And so then when I, when we were like, okay, we need to find our apartment and I came, she was like, here's where we should be looking as opposed to like yeah. just going in blind and not knowing what neighborhoods. Knowing more stuff, in. yeah. It was yeah. also like- Which is really we're, helpful. We're located in Astoria. It was, uh, once I was in Astoria and I was like, this is where my commute is. This is like my hood. It was, it's, it was like gonna be harder to like borough move. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. was like, we looked pretty much everywhere in Astoria first, like before like going to like Borough Hop. So we had, yeah. I moved, like I said, nine. Dude, nine I didn't even know what a Borough was when I came here. I didn't even understand any of that at all. That's, you guys seemed way more uh, ill-prepared with all that kind of stuff. We had, I think we had both spent a good amount of time. We had like- You guys visit New York a lot before you moved here? I she studied here. in New York. Yeah, so yeah. the summer after our freshman year of college, I lived here for about six weeks. Um, I was doing a training program at Cap 21, which is no longer, it doesn't exist. Cap 21 used to be part of NYU, and now it's a part of Malloy College. But at this oh. time, Cap 21 was its own entity, not affiliated with the university. So I did a summer training program here. So I actually, I literally lived um, down in Tribeca, like two blocks from work. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and so I lived, it wasn't Tribeca at the time, though, because at the time, like, nobody claimed the street that, like, no, like, neighborhood would claim the street that I was living on. No, so no. It was like, it was like they annexed no you. Land. They're like, nah, yeah. you don't get to be here. It was, exactly. It was a no man's land between, like, Tribeca, Soho, and Chinatown. And, like, nobody wanted this street. So we'll call you the alley land. view. No, you yeah. don't get to be a part of Soho. No. Yeah, it was like nobody. But now it's like now that Tribeca's cool and all that, like you know, people. It's now that Tribeca's like, cool. Well, yeah, Tribeca's cool now. But <laughs> but then I was taking class up by Union Square. So um, yeah, I lived here for that time, which was helpful because then I like I already knew how the trains worked. I already had a, like I had a general layout of Manhattan that I understood, or at least Lower Manhattan. So yeah. like those things were. I had those things, but like I had never been to Queens until I moved here. I mean, except for flying into LaGuardia, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It gets, it's scary. I mean, I mean, it for is, me, it was, I didn't know I, any I mean, of it. Both of us are, we're Michiganders, like from born and raised in Michigan. Wait, do y'all call yourself Michiganders? Is that a thing? Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. They don't call you Michiganders. They do. Yes, we do. Thank Michiganders? Michiganders. 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 I swear. Sorry. I give it a two. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> We, uh, it was an adjustment moving here mm -hmm. and then getting involved in, the, in what your question with like house theater been and acting. Yeah. An adjustment. It was definitely, definitely like, I think you, I think us going to school, we both got a BFA in musical theater. You think like you're going to get out, you're going to audition, you're going to book jobs, you're going to like make all this money. Yeah. You're going to make your rent, like you're going to be, you're going to be fine because like you have the tools, you're, n you're not untalented, you got this. But it really was, tur has turned out to be this a journey, you know, like. I mean, it's, people... it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's, it's a whole learning curve as soon as you actually get out to the city like this. 
to New York City. I'm like saying like this. I'm in Nebraska. I'm like I'm looking at a tree. No, you but just um, got back. yeah, you've been you've been in New York for years. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been around. I've been around New York for a bit. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's um scary, and I think it's it takes. I think I did have one of the questions someone did actually uh, send me on Instagram. Um, so how have you? What was one of the like being? You guys came in as non-equity people, right? Non-equity actresses. Um, how? How did you go about with auditions when you first came here as non-act? Because you guys are more musical than I am by, by, by far. Um, but, you love it when you say Thanks. You're right. You know, I'll, I'll literally I'll be like. He's a rapper. He's a famous rapper. Just yeah. Wait. The, the, no, I do a little, I can do a little rap. I can talk around a little My rap. birthday's next um, week. I'm expecting a rap. Was it next week? Bet. Yeah, I will give you, I will, I will definitely send you a, a rap. But I, as, I as musical theater actresses how was it when you first started auditioning out there oh it's a grind so like because you're is, both kind of two different types as well yeah I mean, we're very yeah, we're very yeah. different well, our audition experience is very different so yeah, yeah. Well, so so going in as a a non-union soprano belter i'm like uh who is just like a blonde soprano belter non-union like everybody is you yeah. know, so it's, it is, what it is, what's shocking about it is you hear that and you hear it again and again and again that this industry is so saturated with actors, but I don't think it really sets in until you attend your first open call and you walk in and you sit down and you expect there to be like 300 girls and there are, but they all look like you or they're all wearing the same outfit or they're all singing the same three cuts or whatever. So is that discouraging for you, Em, um, when you go into it, audition for stuff like that? I think for me it was like if I'm being honest I think it was because I felt at a disadvantage in a way in that I might look like these girls and I might have dressed or and whatever but I don't sound the same as them like when I sing it's not a generic musical theater sound and I yeah. felt really intimidated by that in that like I didn't feel like there was room for a non-musical like like a I don't know I don't know what we call my voice like more of a folky like thing I didn't think there was room for that at, in those spaces it felt like they needed like a carbon copy of whoever uh, did it on broadway or yeah. you know what i mean and I'm, i wasn't going to be that carbon copy so that was definitely like intimidating and, and a lot and i i pounded the pavement for like i don't know uh for 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 two and a half years i was like going to all the open calls like doing the stuff doing all of that and I think that's really valuable experience because it really makes you think about how much you love this and how much you want this thing. And yeah. it teaches you to be able to sing at the drop of a hat because you might not get a warm up. Um, and you might have been standing outside in the cold for two hours and there's a hundred people in this room and you might be sitting on the floor. Like there's a lot, a lot of, of factors like that. to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's very valuable experience. Um, and I think I'm grateful for it, but I think as I've gone through this experience now, I've moved to a place where I'm, I've decided to pursue projects that I'm really passionate about first. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? But I think when yeah. you get here, you got to do everything. You have to try everything, go to every audition. Yeah, but, you have to put your foot in. You have to put your, get your feet wet and you have to dive yeah. into it, really. You have there, might to. Be things, there might be things that you didn't even know that you would like that you go and audition for, That you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. you have to try everything because New York is full of so much stuff that the rest of the world doesn't have theatrically. So try mm -hmm. everything. Um, and and then, anyone... you, then you'll know where you love to be. Uh, you know what I mean? Truly where you love to be because you think you know before you get here, but I really think once you get here, you learn that. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, anyone, it's, anyone can tell you how you, they, how they think you should, I mean, when you, before you come to New York as an upperclassman, I'm assuming you guys have dealt with that too, and professors and everything, they ask you how, how, what are the additions like? How are we going to do this? You can only say so much, but you have to go out and do it and you have to see it for yourself. You have to see those crazy ass open calls that are ridiculous as a non-equity person. You're like, am I ever going to get seen? But you have to at least try and you yes. have to see. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. And then you, you figure out whatever. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. Um, Liv, how was more of your, how was, how was your audition process like when you came so, here? Yeah, my process. So I was lucky from my college showcase. I got an agent. So when I moved here, I okay. Signed, um, well, I hate you a little bit. So well, it's fine. not. It's also not luck. It's also like talent and a lot of hard work and like oh for sure and like, and like having your marketing and stuff together. Like I had a lot of stuff together. Did you like, feel? Yeah, you felt like you were really prepared when you came out of college with all that stuff. So here's the here's here's like like here's the thing, kids. So I moved. Here's to the New thing, York. kiddos. You know, within within a week from New York, I did my, my meetings with like the top agents that I had wanted. I signed with the agent that I wanted, and I was like, "All right, I have an agent. I'm gonna." But I was non-union, no no EMC points, non act. I was like, "I'm gonna go book stuff. I've got this." Even when you sign with an agent, it's not like you're the top of their roster. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I had some credits from like the stuff I had done, sporking working at amusement park, working at summer stock, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't have any like credits where it's like you worked at the Muni. So you're, you know, so it was kind of like, okay. So I had to start going to all these open calls myself because just having an agent that did not mean that I was getting appointments. Cause these it's, it's like, I really have learned how like the casting directors, if, if your agent submits you for them and that casting director looks at it and they're like, who is this? They might not give you an appointment because they're like, well, I don't know this person. Because a lot of people think that if you have the agent, it's like yeah. a go-to, I get all the auditions now. It's like a goal to have an agent, and it is if it's the right agent for you. Yeah. But it, sometimes you can have an agent, and it doesn't mean anything. Or it's just, I haven't worked for three years. I've had people in the shows that I've done that have told me that. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, like, as I, as I like, through the, the almost four years now, I definitely like got to a point where I was going to so many open calls, so many auditions. And on, on top of open calls, we were going to like EPAs, mm -hmm. stuff that was getting us in the room with like the major casting directors. Yeah. So I started to be able to get appointments then because it was like, oh, I think I have seen, like when your, your headshot comes up on Actors Access, they're like, oh yeah, I've seen her. They'll, they'll actually give you an appointment. Mm -hmm. yeah. once, you go into, once you go into the room and you start doing well, doing well, doing well, and you stay and you keep doing it, things do start to, um, they start to remember you because they've seen you five times now. And uh, it's especially like we had said, we had a lot of success auditioning. Our first summer here, me and her were both here, mm -hmm. not booked, but we were able to get seen in a lot of auditions, non-union, and build those relationships with the yeah. casting directors. Which is really is the most important thing. Yeah. So those relationships with them. Thing. It was definitely a thing. And then after a few years here, I got EMC points. And so I was auditioning EMC. She's EMC as well. Mm -hmm. But that, again, having EMC points, um, equity membership candidate, we were able to get on a different list than the non-act list. It was like, yep. so at an EPA, you would be able to get seen before people who were not EMC, yeah. but after equity. And then after that, a year, like a year and a half ago or so, I got my equity card. So that was super exciting. Yeah. Yay. 
doing me a lot of good right now because there's a million <laughs> auditions during this global pandemic. Hey, you can't season. you can't deal with the murdered hornets and the coronavirus and everything. <laughs> that had nothing to do with you, Liv. That had nothing to do with you. Yeah, no, <laughs> you can't control that. Great. It's great, and I got it. I I didn't I did not get all of the points. I got it from doing a show, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, but that's success in its own. Having done the non-act, uh, the non-act grind. grind, it's, I mean, we've talked because we're, we're writing the musical. Not yeah, the I mean, musical. I had to bring that up. You guys are literally writing a non-act musical, yeah. which is the greatest awesome. idea I've ever heard. I mean, <laughs> as a musical writing thing since Hamilton. Hamilton's a little better. <laughs> never, like, I mean, I've oh, never wow. seen your show. Your show may be better. Don't know. Hamilton's cool. Well, um, I don't know if it's Hamilton, but I think it's pretty good. Dustin I mean, I bet it, people send you the most recent drafts. You oh, you better send me the most recent draft. Yeah, see that people? It's all my millions of followers. I get the recent drafts, okay? Yeah. Okay. yeah you got to put in the work. You got to annoy these two girls a little bit. Be like, hey, you can come <laughs> them up. You got to send them a couple drunk texts, and you just keep putting it in their head. You just keep uh -oh. saying, a just, couple. yeah, a couple's very similar. Like, um, Dustin's never drunk texted at well, hey, Okay, that's that's a good segue. Let's talk about the dumb drunk texts that you may, let's, so the people that I don't text a lot that may listen to me, you guys do get a good amount of my drunk text messages. What are those like for you? I haven't like gotten one in a while though. I haven't gotten one in like a few weeks. We love the drunk we'll texts, but we love the drunk FaceTimes more. The drunk time FaceTimes. <laughs> That drunk... became a thing during the quarantine. You that guys was... were like, dusty <laughs> over here, what up? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I just was, I mean, I was, I refused to let St. Patrick's Day go to waste. I was like, I'm oh, going to oh, still oh, um, do what I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Life yeah. is a party. No, honestly, I love it. Like, it's fun. <laughs> and like, the, and like, I don't know. If you can't, if you don't have people in your life that you can send a drunk text to when you're like having a good, like having a good buzz going, like who are you friends with? You yeah, know seriously. What I mean? Like you should have people in your life that you can share that joy with, and who, no matter how drunk or sober they are, they'll take it. <laughs> I drunk texted him last weekend. Yeah, lived in, lived in. I did. Wait, I took you in. I think I just like. I think I, I thought like something went wrong. I was like, wait, what? Because I was like completely sober. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What happened? We had a, we were, was I like, was drinks. Last we had week, a real rough night with some margaritas last night. I was in charge Ooh. of the margaritas and I went to I can't to do margaritas that well. Margaritas are uh, not my thing It at was all. the problem was I, I had the idea to, well, we got the idea from a friend to make blackberry margaritas. So I'm telling nice. you, I couldn't taste the liquor. So I was, <laughs> so I was like, I like what I like was taste testing and I was like, I had the rest of the fifth. I was like, it was the drunkest I've been since New Year's, probably. It was New that was oh, that was yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was it was rough. Oh my gosh! Hey. We love a good drunk text from Dustin. Though. I, yo, I you texted know, hey. Dustin. I texted him an emoji of <laughs> Elmo. He said, "What's up?" I said, "You're the man. I'm drunk. I'm sorry. Just say it." <laughs> I mean, and I was just like, "All right, cool. Let's talk." Because I know that is. I'm like, "Let's talk. I'm fine. I'm here for you." I'm here. I understand. My drunk texts are a lot of misspelled words and a lot of things that I feel at that moment or something. I mean, it makes no I damn sense. Up, if I scrolled up, I would find some dust. And you wouldn't have but... to scroll too far, Liv. You wouldn't have to scroll too oh, far. No, they're great. We love them. How much drinking have you guys been doing during this quarantine? A fair amount. I think at the start of the quarantine, we were not controlling how much we were drinking. There's no we set were, days. I mean, we, were, we were going through those battles during the week even. Like, Taking yeah. days off, yep. But again, a global pandemic can just happen, and everybody was let go, and it was drama. I think no one can judge anybody about anything right now until 
December, maybe. And who knows if like worlds keep going during December. But I mean, like this that. is like a new. We're in a new realm. Like, it's, yeah. But but we have cut. I think we've cut not cut back, but I I don't think. I think mostly like every weekend we know we're gonna like we're gonna drink it. Like tomorrow we're having like everybody's been our whole like our whole friend group, meaning me, her, our other roommate, and our best friend who lives down the street, Jason. The four of us. <laughs> Plan these nights. You know Jason. That's you know Jason. Jason. I know Jason. Yeah. yeah, I know Jason. Yeah. Hate him. It's fine. Why do you hate Jason? Oh my God! What did Jason do to you? Well, he. I don't know. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. He's yeah, a good guy. You met, He's you met Jason guy. at. You met Jason at whatever parties, parties and stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, uh, let my listeners be you know. I actually couldn't remember who Jason was, and um, don't even know who you're talking about. And if I did. Justin, I'll send you a picture of okay. like, a party that you were at that Jason. I'm pretty sure there's multiple pictures of him in like in a in a group photo with, with Jason. You, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll send those to you. I am the now. worst at remembering who people are if I don't have like so I I'm so bad at it. I can never remember. I never Our can. Friend. I'm like, dude, if I met you at a party, man, I just drink until I'm able to talk to people. Um all right. Our friend Trans- is me, her Becca, who you know from online dating. Oh yeah, she didn't pick me. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay, guys. Uh, sometimes you don't get picked. It's whatever. You know. You, you then think about what's wrong with you and like everything that's. Uh, oh, then for the record, for the entire record, Dustin gave us so much good footage for that. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about our episode of Virtually in Love, which is on our YouTube channel. Living in. Um, search Living M. Um, our way post BFA. Yep, that's don't, our, promote, that's don't promote our... your stuff on my podcast, okay? This that's is about my podcast. Justin, I'm promoting stuff you're in. Drinks with Dusty, okay? <laughs> Drinks with Dusty. We, uh, we, put, uh, we put together a little, like, virtual dating thing called Virtually in Love, and Dustin was a wonderful contestant, and he very gave confident. so much footage to work with. Honestly, I, I could have made a whole episode just called, like, like the different, like, the many faces of Dustin. It could have been like, <laughs> the, the many faces was, of Dustin. That's very perfect. kind of you. The many it's faces look, of Dustin. It's literally <laughs> everything that you could, like, when you're editing something, all you want is to have all of the options available to you so you can, like, make a million decisions. And it was, I mean, I could I could have made a whole video from all of the options you sent us. So. Yeah. You know, I tried really hard. Um, so transition, virtual dating, dating yeah. in New York City, which is going to get to our whatever topic about fishes, oh, fish pictures, Lord. fish, fish pictures, which is our, we, oh, we're going, we're going to talk about it, but I think, to lead yeah, into I it. Open another bottle. So you talk to live for two oh, seconds cool. to get more, Go ahead. more we're, dating, we're talking about dating in New York City. Okay. So what is, what has, so you're single currently now, right? Olivia, if you don't mind me putting on blast, I did Facebook creep. She's single. And we're interested in the fellas, right? Uh, yes, I'm interested in both, but but definitely oh. guys. She's interested in both, so yes. you're shoot. She's available. She's awesome. I'm Go available. I'm what available. has dating been like in New York City for you? Did you come to New York City single or in a relationship? I came here single, younger than I am now, you know? So I was just off of a summer contract, ready to go out and drink and party and meet people and have crazy experiences. I was getting a little, getting a little fiery when I first got here. A little Um, fiery. A few months in, in, I got in a relationship and dated him for a year. A year. Yeah, and then got out of that relationship. 
Yeah, and then I ended it. Oops. Yes, <laughs> what? Oh, boy. Hey, we know who ended it. We know who ended it. Um, Liv don't, Liv don't fuck around. Liv, Liv don't fuck around. She ended it. That boy wasn't good enough for her. That boy wasn't good enough for her. We don't need him, right? Do we hate him? I'll hate. I, I'm like no, that. We don't, we don't hate him. We don't no, hate okay. him. But it was just like it was not the right. It was not the right fit. But we don't hate him. He was. He no, was good we're, y'all we're, are obviously way more mature than I am. I'm like, literally, I'm that loyal dude that be like, we hate this guy, I'll hate him for no reason. I don't even well, know I mean, him. Justin, I'm like, there hate him. There are other times when I'm going to need that energy. Yeah, I need that. To like, yeah. I've learned that it's very specific. It's a, a specific type of energy that you need it in certain times, but I'm that way all the time. Like, dude, we don't, we don't hate him, Dustin. We don't hate her, Dustin. It's fine. But no, I will never talk to her again. I didn't talk no, to one I, girl. I mean, My friend broke up with some girl and I just didn't talk to her. <laughs> He's like, he was talking to him like, wait, are we allowed to talk to her again? He's like, dude, what are you talking about? You could talk to her whenever you wanted. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I thought we hated her. I was like, she's just, I exiled her from my life. Like, that's how it works. I'm a bro. I'm a bro it first. It depends on who, like, in, in this case, he, he was a great person, just not right for me. And there was like, there were little things, but you know how it is when you're in your 20s. What I realized was once you date someone for over a year, it gets to that point where it's like we're either going to continue dating and get married, or we're or we're going to end. Like that was kind of like after I had dated him for a year, it was like okay, like when it comes to evaluating stuff, that was also a factor where it was like I I knew I wasn't going to marry him, but also he's a great person, so it's not like he should somebody who whoever marries this this dude. I'm yeah. putting, he knows who he is. Whoever marries you is lucky because you're you're a catch. Good guy. But you're just like me and you weren't gonna get married. But we could have ended up dating. We could be dating right now and just be like amicable boyfriend girlfriend, have a good time. That but, does that so, sound amicable? That's amicable it. and just walking down the street. So moral of the story is I've been single ever since then. I've had some good times online dating, dating. Contract stuff has happened. Just <laughs> dating in New York City is. <laughs> Take another sip of that. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you chug a little bit more? <gasps> dating in New York City is a pain in the ass, or pain yeah. in the ass, or it is. It's a lot harder than it it's is. Awful. But... It's the worst. Yeah, well, uh, I thought being in a relationship was really hard because. I live in Queens, and my boyfriend at the time lived in Brooklyn. Therefore, isn't that crazy? Like you're still in the same distance. city, but a borough is long distance. If you don't live in the same borough as me, I'm like, dude, I ain't going to Brooklyn. Like, get out of here. It was a commitment. Like literally, like by the time you're you're like you know you're comfortable, you're staying at each other's houses and stuff. It was like such a drag because I'd be like, yeah. it's gonna take me over an hour to get to his house. So once I'm there. I gotta just stay, so now I gotta bring all this stuff to his house, and we've only been dating a few months. But what, it, what, like, what it takes to stay over someone, you know what I mean? And then the next morning, <laughs> the next day, even if you're going to work, like, you gotta go over an hour back to your house. It's like, oh my god. Moral of the story: Commuting can break up a relationship in New York City for Truth. sure. Truth. Right. Oh, with with online dating, that's like, I will literally look at guys or online and be like. Oh, he's really, but you know what? He lives here, so like, not gonna work. And just like, not, not gonna work. <laughs> um, M, how's how's dating in New York City been for you? You know, I don't do a whole lot of drinking. Wait, she needs to take a swig before she talks. Take a nice gulp. So, I mean, so my whole thing has been like this. It's been a, it's been a journey. Love, love life it's for Emma Michelle has been a journey. Just say that. Um. <laughs> 
it's been an arduous journey. It's kind of been like the Lord of the Rings kind of journey. There we go. You know, lots of violence, lots of all of that. But um, wait, who are, you, who are you from Lord of the Rings then? Who? who? If, well, he's wait, wait. So if I was in Lord she's of the Rings, no, 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 no. Oh, she's Gollum. Okay, well, like in my soul, yeah. But like, <laughs> so you, you, you like, Gollum girl, you Gollum. You got him a little bit. And I would be an elf in Lord of the Rings for sure. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I'd be an elf. Um, so yeah, so I, for me, dating is, yes, I see. Don't do an arrow again. For me, dating in, uh, in New York City is, I mean, it's really challenging because She's done, you've done a good amount of like the- I've gone on dates. From apps, yeah. yeah, so like I've met people from apps and gone on dates with them. Um, I think the most dates I've ever gone on with somebody is four dates from a dating app, but- Damn. I don't know, it's, and after four dates, I was like, eh. And, and eh. lukewarm. Lukewarm, was lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, as, as Brenda so wisely told me that I was lukewarm. Um, Wait, she told you you were lukewarm? So my yes. mom gave her dating advice. Oh like, yeah. So I was tell you how I was is. seeing this guy, and Liv's mom was in town, and we went out to lunch because like, so like we're very close, and, and we're also very close, close to each, other's, each other's moms. So like, <laughs> so like, like her mom Jane is like my best friend. And you're right. And so like, and so, Brenda. so like Brenda came to town, so obviously we have to get lunch, and so we're having lunch, and I'm telling her I'm about to like I'm going to work, and then I'm gonna go meet this guy for um, like drinks or something after work and I'm talking and Brenda's asking about the guy and I'm telling her about him and she's like you shouldn't date this guy and I go what why and she I'm goes, sitting there like getting my drink like oh god she goes she goes because you're you're lukewarm about him she's like so you're like, you need to be like passionate hot about somebody not lukewarm I, mean, I totally That's agree with that Emma was like really in, in herself at first was kind of like oh but guess what Guess what? You were lukewarm single. about him. So I've been, I've been, you know, I've been single now for, it'll be four years in December. And, that's not, that's uh, not bad. I've been single for and, a bit. You know, and so dating in New York is really hard. And I'm the kind of person who um, needs to feel really comfortable with you and needs to get to know you really well before I'm like interested in you. Yeah. Um, and so that's really challenging in New York because not a lot of other people are that way and so yeah, you, go very, and you go on a few dates with it's a fast-paced city it's literally just boom boom yeah. boom 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 in every aspect of any situation exactly so you go on a few dates with somebody and they expect you to like make a decision and i'm like i'm still figuring out if you're that you're not a serial killer like if you're gonna kill still, me tonight bro right like i'm still working that out and and that's and like other people like you know what i mean like this is just my that's my journey and my like whatever so other people live their lives however they choose to live them. And yeah. that's beautiful and amazing and wonderful. And I just, I can't live my life that way um, because of how my brain works. And so dating in New York has been truly challenging. And uh, uh, yeah, and so I mean, here that's, I am, single and ready to mingle. Um, but I wanna get to know you. So like, I'm, I, I need to spend a lot of time with somebody before I'm interested in them. And, and that's really challenging to do here because time is really precious in New York. It so, is. Right, it takes you an hour to get everywhere, even if you're going <laughs> early. It takes me an hour to get to the grocery store. It's down the street. Like, you plan out your time like that. By the time you work, you go on the train, you just go, you go to the gym, you go to class, whatever you're doing, that's your whole freaking day. So Yeah, that's the whole thing a people don't get in the city. Yeah, you have a friend group and then you're trying to date, it's so hard because, like, what we've been blessed with is we have had a friend group 
So try even trying to balance that when you're like, oh, well, Saturday we're we're all having we're having a party, right? Then when are you going on a date? Oh, well, Friday I work. Okay, well, Sunday, oh, I also work Sunday. Okay, what about Monday? Oh, well, he works and he is. It's yeah. like it's it, it can be really hard to even schedule. Stuff. It's a never-ending saga, and dating really? inside a friend group and a work group, which I think ends up being a big th- like, and it's like as a theater person or an actor or an actress, it's like you can date someone in the show you're in or you could be seeing people like you see the people in your show the people that you work with or randomly on these dating sites which i am not good at by any means but like that just is a bad recipe dating and seeing people at work and seeing people in the show you're in i've committed both of those and those are not a good thing to do unless it works out really well yeah but i think think the challenging part of it is that you you form these connections with these people you form connections with people you work with you form connections with people who you're in shows with and all that stuff and and maybe you've met like your forever person and that's wonderful and that's beautiful and that's great but a lot of times you haven't and this is just another person who's like on your journey of like finding your forever person which is also a beautiful experience but but it can be really challenging to navigate those situations and to to work that all out. You know what I mean? Like you're in a show with somebody and you start dating and then you guys split up, but like you're still in the show. Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? So I, I think it, it helps you grow up as a person to, you know what I mean? To learn how yeah. to navigate the like intricacies of such a weird thing. I don't know. It's a, it's a gift, but it doesn't feel like a gift at the time. And you know what's tricky? Being being a theater person and then and then dating in New York and dating on contracts, yada, yada, is A, actors in and of itself, to live an acting lifestyle in New York, you tend to have to have a job that's unconventional with hours because you have to, during work hours, i.e. 9, 5, 10 to 6, you have to be able to audition. So your job has to be flexible, which means you are possibly working evenings, you're working on the weekend, you're, you know what I mean, you're, you're doing crazy opening shifts here and there, like, you're doing all these crazy hours, because during regular work hours, you have to be auditioning, or be able to audition, so that, that tends to put a, a axe in a bunch of other people, because normal people are like, oh yeah, I work nine to five, Monday through Friday, do you want to hang out Friday night? Do you want to hang out Saturday? And we're like, well, that's the only time I can work because I can't work nine to five. So you're kind of working two jobs in and of itself like that. And then another thing being a theater person is you're just going to leave for months on end. And that, that, I mean, that was a huge thing that was happening with me and my ex was like, I booked a contract. And so it's zero to 100 where it's like, literally, I live in New York and I'm going to see you all the time because we've been dating for a year. Oh, and now I'm going away for over a month, you know? And he's like, Yep. What? Mm-hmm. And you're the like, yeah, I'm going takes you away. away. And I'm, I'm not going to be in the state. And then, and then after that, I'm also going to go away. It's just like, it's the, that's the lifestyle of like nomads where we, we go. And then what's nomads. hard, everyone knows this, is we go on contract and you get really extremely close to these people on contract because you don't know anybody in the town that you're working in except for the other actors in the show. Y'all all probably live by each other or with each other in some circumstances. And you spend every single day together. So then people tend to form relationships when they're on contract. And then what's hard is then you get back in the city and you realize, oh, that person lives, you know, in Washington Heights and I live in Astoria and we're never going to see each other. 
<laughs> you know, or like hypothetically, right? Hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. Speaking, hypothetically. You, know, this person, you know, this person works in restaurants, and this is a bartender in Brooklyn, so they they go to work at this time that I'm getting off work. We're never gonna see each other. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that can be that's it's a real thing. Yeah. So anyone from Nebraska listening to this, dating in New York's difficult. Not difficult. It's crazy. Actually, if you're an actor, I want to hear. If you're an actor. Yeah. So if you ever do this, Dustin, I would love to hear what dating is like not here. So like, if you get to talk not to here, not from New York, and I've asked them what that's like other places, because like, I haven't been an adult and dated anywhere except for New York. Here's so the I'm weirdest so thing. Curious to know. The weirdest thing for me is actually my dating scene has always been better in bigger cities mm. because I am from Nebraska. I, I don't know what it is. Like I, it's just, I'm from Nebraska and I'm, I was never really good. Like in high school, I had one girlfriend that I wasn't supposed to date. Wasn't supposed to date till I was sixteen. But um, <gasps> she, my mom, my, I saw, mom, you haven't figured this out. I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> but like I was literally, I was always just the dude that like, I I had a girlfriend or whatever, and I was I'm a pretty soft-hearted, soft, softy guy. But like dating in like the bigger cities, I never. I had simple, I had girlfriends when I was back in Nebraska. And then the, the last girlfriend that I had, I just never had a girlfriend again. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. And then I, like the pool was way more open in Chicago and New York and bigger cities and meeting people. And my, I guess, Nebraska nature, I think does help me. Like I can easily talk to people, which. You're a gentleman, first he's, of all. First of all, Dustin is a gentleman. Yeah, if we're gonna, can we can we really quickly do a PSA for the ladies out here who yeah. should be dating um, Dustin? Dustin is a catch. Dustin is first a of all. catch. Dustin, he's the catch. He is a gentleman. He is kind. He is thoughtful. He is smart. He is funny. He will show you a good time. You, everyone should go date Dustin, and that is the PSA. So if you're not dating Dustin, what are you doing? You I'm just not that Dustin. pretty. I'm not that pretty, but like, uh, it's, um, I'm, 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 pretty. Dustin's pretty. So like, everybody, Dustin's the go kid. date Dustin, and this is the PSA. He it's will live in a gentleman you. My favorite thing is going to be deciding if I, if I will let this be, if I'll be like, do I cut this out? I love it. It'll be the promo part. It'll be that. Hey, guy in America does, everyone want to this is the first episode of this podcast is just you two like everyone date like, Dustin but like he only pays us like $50 to say that <laughs> but, like, if, but like if ever there were two girls more in Dustin's corner it's oh, the two of us so. I'm in Dustin's corner no Dustin Thank is you. a gentleman he is a catch whoever yes. gets Dustin <laughs> Olivia's been saying that since we moved here honestly since she met you I have I was that. like Dustin Dustin I mean I know I know I do uh, Emily is or Olivia has pushed me in. Okay, I wasn't. All right. So I think this would be a fun. I thought. Uh oh. Oh no. I don't like no, that. No. We don't have. I... No, go ahead, Dustin. Say what you're gonna say. Say what you're gonna say. I don't know if I want to. I had it on my notes to be like, this could be funny if it works out well, and it maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. But I have been on a date with Emily. And That's are true. We, do we call that a date, Emily? It was a date. Absolutely a date. Okay. I was a huge supporter in that date. And I mean, yes. that was the reason I asked Emily on the date was because of Olivia. Olivia told me, she told me. <laughs> oh, was that not known? Was that no! not known? Shut Olivia, up. if you're, yes. Emily, the <gasps> biggest, oh. Listen, wait. Oh my God, wait. I, okay, I, 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 I,
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would work with him and be like, I think you should. You want you? I was a supporter. No, no, no. Here's the biggest thing. All right. So the all right. We can literally. If this doesn't work, I'll cut it out. I literally don't care. Dustin, love you to pieces. I'm happy to have any conversation with you anytime. I am too. Okay, cool. Great. Um, (laughs) The biggest thing is, so I obviously, I had had a crush on Emily since we started work. I remember sitting at the stupid HR thing and I remember looking, I was like, that girl's cute. Because I do, my first thing I ever do if I'm in a new situation, I do look around, I see a girl, I'm like, all right, which one do I actually think is really cute? Just the natural thing I do, I guess, or whatever. She's a catch. She's also a catch. She's a catch. Emily is also a catch. Yes. But whatever it was. So I'd always had a crush. I remember at some point, um, do you remember that the first holiday party we went to? Uh-huh. I so my friend Kamisha was mm-hmm. who got me the job. She was like one of my best friend at the time. Who's like some big TV star now, apparently. But um, yeah, she- Yeah, I remember her. <laughs> yeah, she knew that I had a, like a crush or whatever on you and she would- want me to go talk to her and I was too much of a hand for you. I remember Oh this. yeah. She, she very like, much was Oh yeah. Um so whatever. Nothing ever came of it. And I'm I'm very timid when it comes to girls I think are very pretty. I'm like I don't know uh, I'm the the weirdest dude. I don't know how to do it. Like if the confident side of me sometimes I don't even know when that comes out at all. But um I'm very timid around girls I think are really pretty. And but all this happened so this is whatever later, like M and I would like text or whatever sometimes. And like, I would just never pull a trigger or anything like that. Olivia, one day, <laughs> Wait, I had like Olivia, given up. After, this is after the gala. Cause I remember this specifically. It was after well, this the was, gala. This was so that just, awards. That was just the, the only the award thing that happened. Like, after I'm that. not even sure how clear I remember this, but I do remember kind of coaching you on. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't coach me, Liv. You literally told me. You said, <laughs> so I'd given up at this point. I literally was like, all right, I'm not just, I'm just not going to ask her out. And you came up to me and you go, Dustin, come here. And Wait, at the gala you did that? Yes, no this was, yeah, was you don't have to remember this. This is actually I, something I, I remember. remember and you, so we're walking after the Tony Awards ceremony thing that had happened. So we're walking out <laughs> and, um, you, Olivia <laughs> came Wait, did up to me. you and I me. not leave together? We did leave together. We, we went to that one bar or whatever, but before that happened, before we left the whatever to go to the bar, you, Olivia pulled me aside and said, hey, Emily's into you, you need to ask her out. I did not say that. Olivia, yes, you did. But, okay, to be fair, <gasps> now listen. Now, that may not have been Wait, your exact word. Dustin, let me stand up for my part. What I believed, what this is what I believed at the moment. So Emily is like she's hard to crack. Like you know, she she shells around herself. So I, I honestly, I I genuinely did think I was like, oh, you're into him. And so I was like, you need to just, cause she's not gonna make the move. So that's true. I wouldn't make the move. She's not. That's true. And I did genuinely. I was like. Cause like she's the type of person if she is into someone she won't necessarily tell me or anyone. She'll be like, I'm gonna go in my room and <laughs> and, and think by myself. <laughs> so there's. Let that. me think for myself for a little bit. But I, as an observer, was like, she's into you. Yeah. And well, you so, told me that, and then, okay, so then the, she tells you that, and then 
the alcohol gave me I drank a little bit more that night and that was the first time and that was the that was the first that was me like saying I don't remember exactly what I said I think on this on the lines of literally saying hey would you want to go out sometime or something like that I don't know exactly what I said said at all you said hey you and me should go out sometime there we go that sounds more like I said my response was oh sure and you were like sure what the hell does that mean? And I was like, it means yes. Does it not mean yes? Like, I don't like- no, no, no. Because sure to a guy, if a girl says sure to me, I'm immediately like, I immediately go, oh, she's not into me. That's how I immediately think. Mm, oh, immediately. Oh, so- that my head will literally turn off. No, like, I just, no, okay, cool. I, yeah, that was just me being like, oh, sure, let's do it. Great, okay. Because see, here's the thing with um, sometimes she really genuinely, for her to... It's like you don't know what you want until you try it, until you go on a date with someone. Until <laughs> you try it. Like, it's ice cream. It's like, yeah, well, yeah you try a little bit. Right. Well, a little like, sample. I college with her, so, like, there would be, you know what I mean? And you, there was, like, you think you, like, there was one guy, you were like, oh, he's so cute. Go on a date with him. Did, the date was kind of, like, lukewarm. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about from college. Oh, yeah, okay. Talk I about me. <laughs> you were, I got it, I got like, it. Like, <laughs> I was really into him until so, I went on the date but, and it was lukewarm. But then other true. people who you were like, I don't know if I'm really into that, you went on a date and it was better. Yeah. So, yeah. This is like me as an observer. I was like, you're like, you're like, I don't really know. I'm like, you need to go on a date with You him. need to go try it. Because well, Dustin's a catch and Emily's a catch. And, and I was like, <laughs> and dear, and dear matchmaker. Dear okay. listeners, let me tell you this. Dustin was a perfect gentleman on okay. our date. We went to a great restaurant. We had Italian really, restaurant. Yeah, I asked a lot of people about that restaurant too. It was. I went it to was great. You wait, really? Yeah, it was she, great. She suggested it because it was so nice. It was beautiful. It was intimate. It was. It was nice. It was. Cute. We had good food. I think we bought a bottle of wine for the table. I did with my boyfriend. Yeah. I think we did, and we and like well, and you know Dustin. Dustin's one of my, my, my friends. And so we had a great conversation. It was, it was very pleasant. It was, it was a very good date. So like ladies of the universe, go on a date with Dustin. He will show you a good time for sure. No matter what. And then he will like, he, it was like, you picked, you picked the whole thing. You set the whole thing up and it was like, it was a really, really pleasant, nice. Just like, I tried real hard. I tried real hard. It was really, it was, it was really a nice date. And so ladies of the universe, Dustin is a catch. He is a great guy, and everyone should date him. Yes. And that is our, from someone who has gone on a date with him, that is my recommendation. You should go on a date with Dustin. I'm team Dustin. We're team, we're team Dustin. And team I would Dustin. like to give uh, some notes. Don't ever kiss a girl in the subway train. Don't ever do that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. We didn't do that. It's not a good move. We were young and stupid. We were young and stupid. Oh, no. Dude, I made it so weird. Platform. He kissed her on the subway platform. Don't no. ever kiss anybody on a subway platform. Well, the weirdest thing is, I literally, <laughs> I hugged her, and then I said bye, and I left, and then I turned around and went, and went back and forth. But you know what? It's hey. really hard. I do think this is a New York thing. It's really hard to find a nice way to do like a kiss goodnight or a first kiss in New York. Everywhere's gross. Because well, because everywhere's gross, but also like. As a girl, like, I don't necessarily want this guy who I just went on a first date with, not, not you, Dustin, because I knew you and, like, whatever. That's cool to me. It's fine. Want... It's fine. Just right. Put your no, okay. It's cool. Listen to what I have to say first, and then you can have your feelings. <laughs> oh. But, um, you got another bottle. Uh, but the, the point being that as a girl, I don't necessarily want somebody who I've gone on a first date with who I may not know very well to know where I live. 
So it's not that thing where, like, you see in movies where, like, the guy drives her home and drops her off and kisses her on her front seat. Yeah, New York fucks That's, all like, that up. That's, not a thing in New York. Not a thing. Because I don't really want you to know where I live until I know or that I can trust you. If you right. came all the way to my house to drop me off, that that means you're coming over. You're coming over. So it's, oh, yeah, it's sure. a lot of things. And so, whereas, like, for me, it wasn't, like, with, like, I don't know. I wouldn't have been concerned with you coming. You already knew where I lived, Justin. That was not an yeah, issue. You've been over. You've been over already. already part of the but but the it, it causes this whole other conundrum in New York that it doesn't cause in other places, I think. And yeah. so it's really hard to find a good place to do that, like, last, like, the like, good night kiss a, or it's whatever. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it, it definitely is. is. Hey everybody, thank you guys so much for listening to the part one episode of the Live and M Drinks on Dusty podcast. Hope you guys listen in for next week to continue the episode. So we left off on M and I talking about our date, and it will continue it a little bit more into the part two episode. And we're going to be start talking, we'll get a little more in depth because the drinks were flowing a little bit more. They're flowing, they're flowing, the drinks be flowing. So we start talking about some other shit. And we don't know where we're getting that, but we got a little serious. And I want you guys to listen in for part two next week, all right? So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much. Follow, like, subscribe. Tell people to listen to it. Tell me what was wrong. Tell me if you think it was dope. Tell me what your favorite color is. I don't care. But thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys for part two, all right? Drinks on Dusty. Pow!